Hey everyone, and welcome to episode nine of uh, the season of Radio Cuddleman. I'm your host Simon Fazio. Uh, we're back to semi-regular programming now. Uh, one more episode to go this season. After this one, thank you for sticking through the difficult last few weeks that have been uh, episode eight. A little update on me. I've given notice on the flat. Hopefully, moving into somewhere new, uh, at least nicer to live, but also like somewhere we can do some more podcasts. I'm still going to try to bring you one more episode next week. But uh, in the meantime, I have a conversation with Raquel Solier, who is uh, various asses, and you might know her as Fatty Francis in the past, or the drummer for Pump Springs. Uh, all round awesome person, one of my favorite chats. We caught up back in September. And uh, like around about the time we did the Palm Springs uh, solo podcast. And yeah, she was just gearing up to talk or just gearing up to finish her debut tape. Uh, I think it's it's a lotion. Oh, it could be lotion. I don't know. Uh, but she was just in the process of finishing that up. Uh, here are the best bits of that chat, along with a few little snippets of her music. If you want the full unedited chat, you can go to cuddleman.com and find it there. Uh, but these are the choice cuts. Uh, but it's a really nice chat. Really loved hanging out with her that day, and I've seen her a bunch since then. And uh, yeah, all around gun. You can get her tape, Lotion, on Nice Music, uh, which you can just go to the Bandcamp links, which I'll embed in the article. But yeah, nicemusic.bandcamp.com, I think. Uh, but yeah, uh, so yeah, enjoy. Here's, uh, I don't know, half an hour of Raquel and I hanging out, talking. Thanks. Okay, here's the question. Uh, okay, since you've become, you know, a mother, mm-hmm. uh, have you found, like, getting, you know, you get emotional over movies, but also, like, um, has your music changed at all since... Oh, uh, definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, well, that kind of uh, gave me the... Mm, I wouldn't say balls, because it's not that. It's more just, like, a fresh start. Mm-hmm. So prior to doing various classes, I was doing Fatty Francis for years. Yeah. And I think I was naturally moving into a new direction of just focusing on production more than singing and songwriting. And, you know, I've done so much groundwork that it's hard to let that go and start from scratch. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And even now I look at my Instagram followers in comparison to my old Instagram followers and it's just like... You know you can just change the username. What? Yeah. Are you joking? Yeah, you can just do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, man, well, it's fresh. It's totally you always, Sorry, I don't... So, Fatty in retirement at the moment? Permanent retirement? So. Yeah, I think it was. I never had the intentions of that, but it's just... I don't know. For anyone that plays music, you tend to uh, forget about the reality of what you sounded like. Mm. Like So everything was going really well with Fatty. And then I just naturally put a hold on it for a while to have a kid and thought I'd yeah. um, start it up again. But then with fresh ears, you listen to what you did and you're like, you know what? I don't think it was that good. <laughs> wow. <laughs> or my, yeah. Or it wasn't what I had intended it to be. I don't know. I just feel like I am more accepting of my strengths and weaknesses now. And it's like, yeah. I just don't think I'm a singer. Yeah. 
you know, a bit I, I, know, I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, yeah and it's exactly. like, and I always knew that then, but, you know, I kept trying. People were really enthusiastic. And then uh, when I took a break, I was like, fuck this. I'm listening to new stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was going into, like, anyone that saw the later, the last year of Fatty Frontier shows, they were like, it was like a half-half mix of, um, like, more, amb- like, beatsy but ambient, that kind of Andy stop vibe that I was really into at the yeah. time. Um yeah, and so it was naturally gravitating away from the R&B stuff anyway. And I still love it. saying it was horrible but it's just you know you know my expectations for myself are very high yeah. um, and I can do better and I just listen to new stuff yeah uh, and I love like the whole reason why I started doing electronic music is because I love playing drums mm. and all the stuff I listen to like hip-hop and all that is like pretty much drums are like such a key point in all that music and now I realize that I just want to make only drums yeah. <laughs> I get really shitty if I have to put a bass line on something. Yeah. Well, I guess a lot of that stuff, you know, the kick, the kick is the bass. Yeah, yeah exactly. Sometimes. Exactly. So, so that's really cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just like a natural thing with having a baby. It was just like uh, a fresh start and just not really giving a fuck about anything anymore, really. Mm. And that, in a way, is like it's good and bad because you don't give a fuck. So you just I'm working really quickly on music because I'm not like, being a perfectionist. Yeah. Um, and I don't have the time. Yeah. That's the massive thing. Uh, which isn't such a bad thing because you just get better at time management. And I think I was always good at that stuff, but this is now, like, it's totally different. Like, it's a game changer. There's no more sitting on a track for a week or fiddling with one tiny thing. It's just, like, instant. Like, is this working? No. Deleted. And I have no problems with that. And I think, like, I came up with a really good form, not a formula, but, like, some kind of um, uh, my own personal kind of things that I need to do in it to make a very salsa song so it's like one of the things is I don't have time so I need to make a decision on the spot and I don't get married to any of the parts if something's not working just delete it there's no kind of not even like turning it off just like totally delete that bit and then the songs are so short because I don't have time to work on arrangements or build things so I just get like the best bit and loop it and then make something that goes for about a minute or two minutes. Two minutes max. Yeah, okay. And that's... So that's a track. <laughs> that's yeah. That's kind of why they're so short. Because uh, I just don't have time to fix them. And I also, just to make it a bit more fun, because, you know, anyone that works on music knows it's not a walk in the park. Like, it's those days. Some days are, you're smashing your head up against a wall and you're like, why? Why am I doing this? This is fucked. Yeah. Um, but then you finally make the track. Months of work. And it's like, this is amazing. Mm. It's all worth it again. Um, so to kind of get me over the line to start new things, which is the hardest part with everything I find, was I would sample a song of something I really love. Yeah. Like, and it's always crappy songs. Yeah. And crap to people today. Like, the songs that I choose, Didn't my you say grandfather like, would be so like proud of me. <laughs> Enrique Iglesias the other day or something like yes, that? Yes, I love him. And yeah. 
you know what my go-to I find is like Gloria Estefan I'm yeah. constantly sampling her I use a track that I'd been wanting to use for ages finally the other day and it's really exciting yeah. just kind of tick these boxes and just you know even if I can't get if I'm not in the mood and nothing's kind of working I just chop up the song over and over again or listen to the song over and over again and it's just a good song or it's usually attached to my childhood like mm -hmm. all those songs I'd listened to growing up uh, yeah and I feel like it kind of gives me an edge that's like not an edge but it's it's a fresh perspective for me and maybe for other people because it's sampling things that you don't usually hear in a fancy track Yeah, so obviously yeah. I'm not in it for any kind of money. Uh, there's that friend of mine posted on Facebook. Um, um, what is that clip of that kid crying in it during into like a really young kid, and he obviously like painted a picture. This is this has been around for years, mm -hmm. but I just kind of thought of it. I saw it again, and it's still relevant. You know, it's like uh, some interviewee interviewer is like asking a kid about his like little paintings that he's doing or whatever. And she's like, do you make any money off of your art? Have you seen this one? In <laughs> I have yeah. yeah, and he's like, yes. And then just kind of starts to look really uncomfortable and covers his face and just starts crying. He's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so geez. that's my life. But it's fine. Yeah. I like my life. Um, well, yeah, I, I'm, like, I'm sure that like... Not to like harp on about the motherhood thing too much, but you know, I'm sure your perspectives get a little bit you know, changed from oh, like, yeah. you know, from you know what you aspire to do and totally a... but i think so far it's been good for me you know like uh it's just different i guess i grew up with a pretty conservative mum, but she's also like a really young single mum. Uh, my dad also passed away when i was really small so she pretty much raised me with his family mm. and she just worked all the time so she was very much like a business suit power suit kind of you know 80s mum. yeah and so now when I think about parenting uh, and also in the generation where all of my friends are having kids in their 40s, like late 30s and 40s, it's just like I feel really young having a kid. Yeah. And I'm not that young. Like, no, I mean, well, I don't know. I don't know how old you are, but I mean, in comparison to like, <laughs> I mean, to like my parents. 30s, but yeah. Like, yeah, in comparison to what people are doing these days, that's kind of young. Yeah. But it's probably got more to do with my lifestyle as well. Like, I don't dress like a... I guess when I think of mums, you know, I think of trackies yeah. and power suits. And I'm like, I'm here in a cap and... Depends, I guess, you know. where you sort of... Like, I, I was a teacher for many, many years. And so you kind of meet a lot of parents and you see, like, the full spectrum of kind of like... Yeah. You know, there's mums who you can't distinguish from the kids, and then there's mums who are just kind of like... Yeah, uh, I want to be the mum you can't distinguish from the kids. Oh, it's, it's very... I know you could pull it off. But not in an emotional way. No. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I guess also like the time management thing, like you have to sort of... Yeah. Those moments you get a piece. Amazing. Um, like it yeah. is definitely tough. Like, 
I don't want to go into it, but it's, I get to choose, I get like a couple of hours a day and I choose what I want to do on that. So it's either I work on music, I have a cup of tea, I watch a movie or I catch up on sleep mm. or I go out with my friends or I go see a show, yeah. but they're pretty much my only options and I only get to do one. So if I'm going to get any work done, I'm just, I'm kind of just working all the time mm. like, between, you know, cause raising a kid is exhausting. Um, yeah, yeah that's I, can, I, I would not know, but yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. It's like it's yeah. a fucking job. You can't do anything else while you're doing it. No. Um, so yeah, that time at night is precious, and I have to choose. And yeah, so segueing into stuff lately, mm-hmm. um, I'm kind of yeah, just pushing it a little bit. I've got a tape deadline. I'm yep. doing. We're going to tape the first kind of recording, I guess. Uh, that is due in two weeks, and of course, I've known about this for a long time. <laughs> And uh, and mainly not because of laziness, just because I know my setup. So this tape is going to be a version of my live set, yeah. which uh, is a little bit improvised, but there's definitely content there. Um, yeah, so it's that. So I kind of knew that I could get it done really quickly, but yeah, I've definitely left it to the last minute. Mm. I work really well under pressure. It's good. Maybe we can talk about the future a little bit, like Whoa, what is the so, well, your vision of the future. So, um, at um, a, so a couple of weeks ago, we played a gig together at, at, um, at the Tote, and my mum was there. My mum comes to a lot of the Aww, gigs, and mom. she was like, "Those girls were so good," oh, and I was like, "Yeah, they are. They're great." And she's like, "Oh, you know, when you used to gig, there never used to be this many girls playing, but now there's yeah. like all these girls playing." From your perspective. Uh, how's the landscape changed for do you think maybe well um, I'll, no. maybe I should phrase that into a question so actually no I'll just edit it later but what do you That's think okay. no, no, do you I think, think the question, the question changed is, or yeah yeah it definitely has you know what yes and no it's changed people's perspectives have changed mm-hmm. but there's always been women doing awesome music oh totally yeah yeah um, it's just we just don't get the kind of platforms that guys have been able to get uh, that is changing. It's all hopefully it is changing. It's definitely in conversation about about it all at the moment. Uh, I'm talking about all that stuff actually in a panel that the Listen Conference coming mm. up in what are we September next month, October fourteenth, um, and that's more specifically kind of gender diversity in experimental art. So there's really good people on the panel. Um, but I guess spoiler alert, uh, yeah, there's definitely been some kind of injustices, and I've had to fight to kind of get where I am. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the landscape is changing. There are heaps of awesome girls. And it's more like there were always women doing this stuff in music, but it's more like there's more encouragement now for women to keep doing it and for people to give it a go. Like, I remember maybe one of the mid-Fatty Francis shows um, and a friend of mine, so who is my dear friend, well, you know, a dear friend, but a, a good friend of mine now, uh, kind of admitted that he said when he saw me setting up for one of my shows, he was like, oh, 
oh, this would be boring, or mm. whatever, blah, 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 blah. Um, and at the time, I was just using, like, some two 404 samplers. Uh, for anyone that knows nerdy stuff, 404s are excellent, but they're really limited. So if you have two of them, it solves all of the problems. Wow. And they're really cheap. So if you break one, somebody's got one, or you can get them for, like, 200 yeah. bucks or something. I think, like, those are pretty... Um like, you know, Mad Lib and stuff like that. I think they use, like, those kind yeah. of, they use, like, the little, just the little cheap ones. Yeah. Because it's yeah. not about what you have, it's how you use it. Exactly. Anyway, so I played this set and I killed it and this guy was so impressed and he's, yeah, he was like, yeah, I'm really sorry. I just didn't give you the kind of, I just didn't know what to expect. I wasn't even going to watch it and then mm. you were really good. Um, but I think, I hope that that kind of attitude, it's not that it wouldn't happen now, but people are more conscious of it and making a bit more of an effort. And there's a lot of girls, like, coming forward and talking about their experiences and we're all kind of helping each other out a little bit more, which is great. Um, so, yeah, the best thing you can do is to just kind of make more of an effort and listen to stuff. Um, I know heaps of good stuff out there by girls. One of the people on the tape is one of my favourites at the moment. Um, so the tape I'm doing is on a new label called Nice Music and it's by Simon Karras, who runs Polyester or half owns Polyester Records. And his partner, um, Carolyn, her solo stuff is called Fear Fiel, and it's just, like, insane. It's, like, weird soundscape stuff, but it's all, like, synths, beautiful, rich textures, everything. Mm. And, yeah, she's relatively new as well. I think she's only been playing for six months or so. Um, but look out for her. Like, yeah, there's so many cool things like that popping up now. I have to get her into the, uh, the old podcast. Yeah, she's good. And she's, like... One of those people that have been for, been around for ages, um, but in a totally different field. Like, so she's classically trained. Sure, yeah. So she's been doing heaps of that kind of orchestral stuff, like arranging for people, whatever. Mm. And now she's like focusing on her own solo stuff, and it's killer. So good. I have to check it out. Yeah. Um, are you guys playing a show? Possibly. We already up? played. Oh, yeah, did you? Together. Yeah, I've got a list on my phone of the people I want to play with. Okay. Who so, are some of your uh, on your wish list? If you. Uh, I've actually gone through most of them now. I need to think about it again. Um, Elizabeth Dixon's on there. She just released a new thing. A new, I think it might be her debut LP mm-hmm. on a label starting with T. That's name I've just forgotten. You um, can splice it in later. You can just like send me a voice memo. Of yeah. The end. <laughs> uh, but it was the same label as like Military Position. Who okay, yeah. That? I, I know what you're talking about. Um, she's remember. on the list and I'm going to play, I want to play with um, Papaphilia for Fionn Butler. Um, she's really cool. She's a, she does more noise stuff, mm-hmm. like uh, experimentally, like really experimental noise stuff. But she's been around, like we've known each other, get this, since we were probably teenagers, mm-hmm. but just kind of like, Met then, both went our separate ways doing music, always did music, and then kind of have come together again now, which is really awesome. Um, she's going to be on that listen, listen panel to being the, what do you call the person that can, like... The moderator? The moderator, that's what she is. Um, yeah, there's heaps of people. Like, the list is insane. But I've had a really good run lately. Like, I got to play with Time for Dreams who Dude. are on there yeah and that was Sarah's launch who you had in Golden yeah. Syrup yeah. yeah she's also in Palm Springs I'm looking forward to the Time for Dreams album which is out next year which oh is it yeah. awesome well, yeah, well apparently not next year yeah. it's going to be so good um,
So long play kind of lends itself to projection stuff. Yeah, obviously. yeah, yeah. And yeah. when I saw you last time, you had a bit of a sort of muscly kind of vibe going yeah. on. So the imagery you kind of use in this one, I mean, I guess you call it body horror. Body horror. Where, yeah. what, where is that coming from as far that, as... I didn't come up with that. Um, I didn't come up with any of these things. Well, so I someone didn't. else gave it to you, like the term. Yeah. yeah, 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 and I just went with it. So what happened yeah. was the first show I played was supporting... Uh, fuck, I forget his name. Supporting somebody, uh, subterranean, sub something, whatever. It was a liquid architecture show, mm-hmm. um, and Joel Stern asked me to play. He's one of the guys that kind of curates that. And it was my first VA show. I rocked up, and my friend was like, "Hey, uh, can I do your visuals?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure. I kind of want to go for this vibe." And for me, it was all about kind of. Um, projecting strength, especially feminine strength, um, and yeah, just kind of like empowerment and all that stuff. And I mentioned the bodybuilding thing, and then he came back with this amazing tape. His name's Steve, by the way. Mm. Of uh, these, I think it's like seventies or eighties bodybuilding championship footage, and he kind of color graded it all weird, glowy orange. Yeah. And so it's like black, stark black background and weird, muscly, sweaty, orange bodies flexing. And so what happens with the music, it kind of tends to flex in time every now and again. Like it becomes this weird, repetitive, horrific image because it's like lots of zooming in and bikinis and just really fake LA smiles and stuff like that. It's really cool. Yeah, it was cool. Like, you know, I guess a bit like the music kind of very cool but also yeah slightly unsettling totally unsettling yeah yeah. and i love that you know with all the as i said before all the music i love is something that has a really uh, strange dark kind of angle to it dark is like the worst possible word you can use to describe music anyone that has ever had to read bios or anything like that it's always like dark melbourne indie dark dark is i think dark and um well unique is probably one of the not unique um quirky (laughs) quirky yeah yeah quirky take on hip-hop yeah, well, I guess I am a quirky take on it. Well, no, I'm not. Anyway, so it's like pretty... It, the music, VA stuff is weird. It's very choppy. Uh, tempo varies. It's woozy at times, but then kind of has a very specific, focused beat. There's always drums. You know, I love drums. That's what I do. Uh, yeah, so I played this show, and Steve came up to me with a USB. like, hey, here's your visuals. And I was like, great, I've never seen it before. Let's chuck them on. So I played my set, and then afterwards, people were like, what the fuck was that footage? And I was like, hey, what was it? I didn't see it. And uh, I saw bits of, I saw photos or something that someone yeah. taken. I was like, fuck, it's insane. It was like literally like a tiny me at a desk, like twiddling knobs, and in the background, a giant, muscly, bronze, orangey woman with a really big kind of 80s, big 80s hair, yeah. big smile, like love and life. And she's like a famous um, bodybuilder as well. I forget her name. I should look that up. Mm. Uh, yeah, and it looked insane. And then Joel, who had organised the show, came up and was like, dude, it was like body horror music. It was like a real horror soundtrack. And I was like, oh, that sounds really interesting. I'm going to go with it. And did. And it's one of those things, like, it just kind of stuck. And every time I play a show, somebody will always comment on those visuals. Um, yeah, so it's going well, I mm-hmm. think. They just kind of... These things, I feel like with VA, and maybe it's the time thing, maybe it's my total luck... Uh, but it's all just naturally coming together. So even with the photos that we did, my first press photos with Lauren Bamford, I don't know if you've seen them there, me yep. in a red outfit yep. on a motorbike. Yep. And we organised that in two days, that whole thing, like studio, 
photographer motorbike I had no idea anyone with a motorbike I was just like putting it out there does anyone have a motorbike and a friend was like I'm away but my friend's got one just message him and I was like what do you mean just message him like who's this guy and she's like don't worry about it just message him be fine so I messaged this guy I was like hey I'm friends with Phoebe do you have a motorbike and he's like what do you want I got like heaps here <laughs> and I was like alright um, uh, this shiny one, cool one. Cool <laughs> anyway so I picked a motorbike he just dropped it off was like thanks uh, I'll come back and get it one day I was like um I'm going to steal it. No, it's fine. <laughs> uh, anyway, so these photo shoot came together really quickly and they're brilliant. They're like me on a backdrop of like um, weird stars and mountains and there's smoke everywhere. Uh, yeah, it's a really striking image. So it came out really great. And that only came, yeah, two days to organise that entire thing. So that was a fluke. Um, yeah, the film clip stuff, sorry, the, the visuals for the live thing, that was a total fluke. I had no idea what they were, but my friend got the vibe straight away. Yeah, it's all just natural. Like, it's all... I don't know what it is this time around. Like, is it having a kid and just being more organised and, like, letting things go and not being such a con- control freak? Or is it just this shit is meant to be this time, you know? Like, I don't know. I think it is. Do you believe in, you know, in that faith? stuff? Yeah, totally. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. But yes also, you know, I think you you sort of make your own destiny because oh, you work really hard and um, the stuff's sounding good. Thanks. On the fake thing, though, like, yeah, I asked my partner yesterday, like, is it a sign? Because, you know, having broken the laptop three months ago, then breaking the laptop last week, and then my headphone jack freakishly breaking in the software thing two nights ago, like, I was like, maybe I'm not supposed to be using this equipment. Mm. And I was like, is this a sign that I shouldn't be doing this? And he was like, well, you know, you did get all that stuff fixed pretty quickly, so maybe it's a sign that you did, that you should be doing this. And I was like... And then he was like, I don't actually believe in science. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, I'm going to take it as a good thing, and I'm going to go with, even though everything is breaking, I kind of managed to pull it together. And although this deadline for the tape is in two weeks, and I have nothing recorded, I will have something recorded in two weeks. Well, by the time this comes out... It will it be w- done. It will be done. Yeah. 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 It's and just whether or not I like it, you know? Yeah. I'll have something. There's always something. But. And if you don't like it, just move on to the next thing. Hey, a huge thanks again to Raquel for doing that chat. Uh, you can get Lotion on uh, tape or download now from, I think it's nicemusic.bandcamp.com or check out various asses, it's called asses, on Facebook. Uh, also, uh, an entire world of Fatty Francis recordings to explore. If you haven't, tap into that, fattyfrancis.bandcamp.com. Uh, yeah, so in between the intro and the outro of the show have confirmed that we'll be doing an episode 10, the season finale. Uh, Jack Grace is going to come in tomorrow to record that. Really excited to have him in. And then uh, the studio is going to be packed up and we're going to move on to hopefully greener pastures. So see you then. Uh, if you like the episode, please like, share, subscribe and uh, share uh, Raquel's music with a friend. Go see her show, which is playing coming up. Uh, yeah. Anyway, cheers. Thank you so much for your support. Uh, Love you all. I'll see you soon.